Hello and welcome to the Net Women Uncut podcast. Also with me today is the amazing Yinka Ewa So every single week we will be bringing you our latest updates from netwomen.co and our community and we'll be chatting about stories we found particularly newsworthy and giving our opinions on them. We will have a variety of speakers joining me every single week from the Net Women community and having com- conversations that we don't normally talk about. So Yinka, welcome. Yinka is the founder of Kala Success Systems, all things women in business. Tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, perfect. Well, Pinky, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be back with uh, NetWomen. Love the community and what you're doing. Um, as you said, my name is uh, Yinka Ewola. I um, am founder of Callus Systems, and I'm on a mission to help um, busy and ambitious women build thriving and profitable businesses while living full fab and nourishing lives. So I'm really passionate um, and committed to ensuring that women don't feel like they have to make the false choice between, you know, money and their life or their health and their wealth, which um, they're often forced, often made to feel like they're forced to do, um, you know, if they want to, you know, have profitable businesses. That's a really interesting comment um, about money and life and health and Hi. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you before we go a little bit deeper into what you were just saying there is how did you actually get to where you are today doing what you do? So um, I started my career started in banking. Um, so I was in an investment bank. I worked there for a number of years, progressed up the ladder. And I as I became pregnant after I just after I got married, um, there was a series of different personal circumstances my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer um, she needed help in her business and I um, you know made the decision that actually I only get one mum there's you know time in the world to go and earn investment banking money <laughs> so I, I stepped out of my banking career had my first son uh, began to help her in her business um, and also, you know, took the opportunity to learn about and, and bring, you know, what I brought from a banking background to learn more about marketing, sales, operations, systems, uh, leverage, asset building. Um, and then on that basis, it as I began to help, you know, I started with helping my mom's business, then helping other women in business. I just kept seeing that you know, women are amazing. And, and whenever there's a problem to be solved or support that's needed, women are often like the social nets and they, they form this like glue in this incredible support system around everyone else. And yet when they need support, you know, like my mum did to run her business um, when she was unwell and essentially fighting for her life and, and she's absolutely fine now. And, you know, she went climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro to celebrate 10 years free of cancer. So she definitely won that battle. But, um, you know, when, when women need that support, I was seeing that they weren't always, it wasn't always available. And if it was available, it was down to other women. Um, coupling that with the fact that so much of the information out there about how to build a business um, is created by men for men and, and don't re- doesn't really account for the fact that, you know, life doesn't stop just because you want to run a business. Um, and you know we're still the ones who need to 
and you know remember the birthdays and and do you know house admin and and stuff like that even if you do have you know um household help or childcare. so i just really wanted to create a space uh focused on the reality of of, of the lives that women actually lead um and to support them to to define success on their own terms have self-care as standard while still building you know the business that they always wanted just as profitable if not more you know they shouldn't have to sacrifice profit or turnover or you know any of that success because they want you know they don't want to be you know trapped by their business or chained to their desk love it you said so much there that I want to ask you questions about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so in terms of the the initial thing that you said about the relationship between money and health and yeah. life can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah I mean it, it suffice to say in this culture and you know us being in the UK we have a real weird relationship with money um but more so women it, it's not it's not 150 200 years that women were classed as property of the men that they you know were around so you know you're born and you're your father's daughter then you're your husband's wife then you're your son's mother and so um this idea of women being property has also meant that there is an additional um you know intersectionality around weird money relationships and money stories um but in you know you know, the feminists came along, suffrage happened, all those fun things happened. And, you know, women were told that, yeah, you know, you absolutely can have it all. But that has now translated into you can do it all. And so women are just tired with spent, you know, that the, I was re reading a Harvard Business Review report recently and talking about how many women have left business because of the pandemic and the ridiculous burdens that they have um, you know, in their home lives as well as their work lives. And so when women, you know, when we start businesses and often, you know, we often start businesses out of necessity or out of passion, but we're often put in this position where we, we're, we're kind of mentally calculating in order for me to have the success I want in this business, can I also have the life that I want? And the fact is that that, that isn't a consideration that men are often even asked to make, I mean, and I'm not saying that they don't ask the question or they don't have those concerns, but it it, it, it transpires and it, it manifests so differently for women. So, you know, I, I know many women who have incredibly successful businesses, um, but have felt like they've had to make some really tough choices. Um, and that's because the paradigm and what they're told about what is necessary to build a business is designed for a guy. Um, who can you know run off into a cave for a month and go and learn Google AdWords you know women don't have that you know when I I'm I'm literally on a time at the moment and you know um, when my kids are hungry they're coming to look for me and it's not because daddy can't cook he's an amazing cook and it's not because they're not progressive or anything you know anything like that it is it is one of the you know one of my joys I'm I love cooking I love cooking for my family I'm amazing at it I love eating food that's a different type of problem um but <laughs> suffice to say that you know we have other roles to play we wear so many hats and so it's just really important that it's been built up in our minds that if we want to pursue money or, or if we want to you know have money then then it is at the expense of other things and so we start making these stark choices, you know, 
can I have my health and wealth? Oftentimes, you know, <clears throat> you're told that you have to work all these hours and, you know, entrepreneurs are the ones crazy enough to work five to nine just so they don't have to work nine to five. Yeah, mm, it's if you want, but suffice to say that actually, uh, you know, a lot of women don't want to make those choices. They want to have it all. And so it's really about ensuring that they can have the all that they want in a way that works for them. I'm, I'm what I like to call a possibilitarian. So I, I won't be told that I can't have what I want. What I will, what I will do is work out how I can get it. Amazing. Um, again what I was going to ask you as well about this whole I mean, the whole this world of being in a man's world and it's been created by men for men all of that and the fact that we're in this messy tricky situation where we're balancing all this home work life and I've noticed that you mentioned this, how women's businesses are the ones that have just had to stop. Women have quit. Things have had to just be put on the back burner and that opportunity may not come back for them again, which is really sad. How do you think um, lockdown has changed the perception for many families many women out there or may, maybe the men I mean you mentioned that men might know about this but you know they, they're okay with hiding away in their cave in their study all day long <laughs> pretending like there aren't any children running around requiring food. Indeed um, I think lockdown has brought to bear a number of things so first of all um, families exist you know, and so often, you know, women were really vilified in the workplace for a long time, you know, they, you know, employers before they were allowed to not, uh, they were no longer allowed to ask that question, were often really scared of childbearing women, you know, women of childbearing age, and like, they, they, you know, that's the one interview question you're not allowed to ask, but it, it was a very, I understand the concerns about, you know, and the challenges that they perceived as, you know, maternity leave would bring them to, as, um, you know, within their organisation, but it also isn't lost on me how, you know, when uh, men are on Zoom or what have you and their child comes in, you know, everyone will like fawn and like, you know, they're about to give him dad of the year uh, for parenting his child. But, you know, women are super apologetic and, you know, made to feel like they are, you know, failing yet again, because uh, society wants us to run our businesses like we don't have children and then raise our children like we don't have businesses. So it is, lockdown has, because of the meshing of those two worlds, I, I do think it's created a sense of understanding, a better sense of understanding, and also a better um, knowledge set for guys, particularly guys who don't have anything to do with children at all. Um, but I do still believe, you're right, that, that too many women have lost out through the lockdown phase, but it, it's, it wasn't lockdown, it, it was the fact that what they lost most was hope. And that's the thing, you know, you can't live, you can't live, you can't run a business. You know, we often say that businesses die when they run out of cash, but they actually die when they run out of hope. Because even if you run out of cash, if you've got hope that you can go out and get it, then you can live to fight another day. And so I feel really passionately about women understanding that there is always hope. You don't have to run your business in the way that it has been presented to us. and 
you know, in my business, I really focus on, on, you know, a completely different paradigm. So it's small, consistent actions rather than big leaps, giant steps and 10x. It's, you know, the creation of assets rather than hustle and grind. So there is a way. Um, and that's the thing, you know, I, I feel really strongly because whenever they do try to put things, you know, when guys look and they're like, oh my gosh, it must be so hard for women. It's actually not hard we're hard like it's I know it sounds like a weird thing to say but actually women are much stronger much more resilient much more resourceful in their little fingers you know than 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 anyone can possibly imagine so it isn't a disadvantage it's just a different road you know I I don't I think the more you tell yourself you're disadvantaged the more you act out that story and and so for me in telling myself that it isn't a disadvantage, it's just a different road. I'm no longer looking to the left or to the right saying it's easier for, you know, that white lady, that white dude, um, or, you know, or any dude. I'm actually just able to say, you know what, my path is mine um, and whatever comes my way, I have either the resources or the resourcefulness to get anything I want. I love that. I like the way that you reframe that. Um, and owning it, owning your power is so, it's just so important. Um, and oh, totally. Not and, even... and it just, it gives you, as I said, it gives you that hope to fight another day. And that's, that's yeah. literally all you need. If you've got breath in your lungs and hope, yeah. then you've got that fire in your eyes and anything's possible. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like everything I've ever learned out of all of this, the pandemic for me was an opportunity netwomen.co is has grown because I took it on and decided it was going to be an, an opportunity and mm. not only has a pandemic humanized us all with the whole cat walking across the screen and the child coming into the room and we had that all before the pandemic anyway because we're all women network so yeah it was fine to have children on the screen etc mm. but it's not fine in certain business related situations and I know that's what you were saying about some women are you know feel uncomfortable with it and are mm. apologetic and um it's just know. I mean we've been socialized to feel that way we've been yeah. socialized to apologize for the things that that our husbands and, and partners and are celebrated for and actually it's really about changing that narrative and like you said um you know owning your story you know, I, I have three tiny humans in my house. Two of them are highly controllable. One of them is, a, is not. If he decides to come in and join us, then he's going to join us. It is what it is. <laughs> he's very cute. He's coming on many of our <laughs> He really is. <laughs> he gets away with it for, for his absolute cuteness. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about because um, were the toxic situations that you have experienced, not just for yourself, but in business, or you've heard of, or you've had clients that have had this situation. How do you see this? Okay, so one, I really changed my kind of viewpoint on the idea of kind of toxic people and toxic relationships. Um, and part of what we were just discussing in terms of owning your story and your power um, really features into this. So the first thing I will say is that toxicity um, and the idea of someone else infecting you 
is is a concept to my mind that gives them power that you probably don't want to give them so um there's a quote by an author called albert camus and i love um his description of what he describes as an invincible internal summer and he talks about the fact that it doesn't really matter you know what's going on out there it can be all sorts of horrid winter out there i'm going to I'm going to just keep this invincible summer and I know that no matter how much the world pushes at me I can push right back so in a business context I was saying um, earlier like in my current business I haven't had any toxic style relationships at all uh, for a number of reasons number one is because I don't perceive I don't perceive people as toxic I know in the past certainly where I have people will reflect to you what you project at them. So if I believe you to be a toxic person, I'll treat you as such, even if I don't mean to, even if I've never, you know, we've never had that exchange. If that's what's going on in my mind, that's what I will, you know, almost like the Pygmalion effect. Um, you know, that's what I'm gonna put out there and that's what you're gonna reflect back to me. And that is ultimately how we will interact. Um, so I don't, I don't perceive people as toxic. I do, you know, everyone is entitled to their personalities, their views, their, you know, I'm, I, I equally hold mine. But when I, in terms of my business, I, I feel very strongly and passionately about how we show up and how I am able to serve my community. So if I perceive somebody is not um, the right uh, fit, um, either, you know, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I don't have any objections in terms of people's politics or anything like that. Like, come as you are, believe what you like. But specifically, if you can't follow the rules of this house, uh, I'm very much a my house, my rules, this house, these rules kind of person. So, you know, whenever I'm in the spaces of other coaches, other communities, I'm always very clear on understanding their rules. You would never find me knowingly breaking anyone else's rules. It's, it's just disrespectful. So equally, if somebody came into my space, my expectation is that they would follow my rules. Um, they're not unreasonable. They're, they're designed to protect everyone in the space. And actually they work very well and, and people enjoy their time here more. And so if you, for example, were a toxic person or, or someone that pe other people perceive as toxic, you wouldn't manifest that behavior in, in our environment because that isn't how you would be allowed to show up. Um, but the other thing and the more important and powerful part of the puzzle for me has been this, this idea around self-worth and self-awareness because the, the um, ability for somebody to treat you badly only comes about by your permission. So you are only, people only treat you the way you allow yourself to be treated. So if you don't allow yourself to be treated in a way that is poor, one of two things will happen they will either change their behavior or remove themselves from your environment. And so in the business where I was supporting my mom, I've seen some of the most disgusting behavior, like racist behavior, sexist behavior, outright, downright lies, cheating, da, 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 the whole shebang. Um, lots of tears, lots of tears, lots of confidence knocks, um, you know, lots of lessons learned. But one of the, the most powerful lesson I learned in that entire escapade in that business, you know, where, you know, she was in charge, she's in control. 
is that I, in my environment where I'm in, in, in control and I'm in charge, I say no early, very, very early. I allow people to show me who they are and then I believe them. So I don't, um, we do this thing as women where we're like, oh, you know, we, we, oh, maybe that's not really what they're showing us. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, it, it, it damn well is. <laughs> and if that is what they're showing me, I, I'll say no early. I, you cannot buy my peace of mind. It is not for sale. So I don't need your money. I wouldn't take you on as a client. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't cost you out necessarily either. Uh, unless if you were, unless you were like disrespectful, not to me, I, I, I can always take that on the chin, but to, you know, people who I are under my protection, if you come for them, I, I, I'm likely to get at you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely um, someone who, I, I, to start with, I don't allow them in my space. I don't, there's, there's water all around. A boat doesn't sink because of the water around it. It only sinks when you allow water in it. And so I, I'm, I'm really focused on keeping that invincible summer on making sure that I'm able to, you know, really control my narrative and energy when it comes to uh, other people's behavior. And so, you know, a lot of it just goes over my head. I just, I just don't get involved in it. And I know that that is predicated on a number of privileges. And I'm not unaware of my privileges. I'm clearly somebody who is in a, you know, a stable environment. I'm not in a war-torn country. I'm not in an abusive relationship. I completely understand that that takes a, a, a level of mental space and, and faculties that I am very, very blessed to have. But I'm also very aware that I, it is a privilege that I protect with energy. You know, I put my energy into protecting that space. I would rather, um, you know, they say garbage in, garbage out, but actually garbage in, garbage rots. So I'd rather not have the garbage get in in the first place. Love it. Um, and the, the fact that you said about people always show you who they are, they may not tell you who they are, but they're definitely going to show you. And um, in the funniest things as well, yeah. it's like people who people who are rude to people who they think they can get away with being rude to. I mean, they tell you everything. People who are rude to people in shops or waitresses in restaurants or um, you know, wait servers, uh, um, you know, people on the phone, people who think they can get away with certain behavior, they, they show you the, the fact, you know, as a black woman, you know, going around with my, you know, white bosses and things, it, it was always really, or other, you know, white um, colleagues, it was always amazing, you know, people who would automatically assume I was more junior, even when I was more senior, people who thought they could be rude to me, thinking that I was, you know, the person that they could get away with being rude to. But equally, people who thought they could be rude to people on my team and then turn around and be friends and chummy with me. People always show you who they are. Um, and, 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 you know, in things they say and don't say, in things that they do and don't do. So, you know, do, do them a favor, do yourself a favor, listen to what they're saying and believe their story. Yeah. And, you know, the old age saying um, is that actions speak louder than words, right? Mm. Um, people are always showing you who they are. For sure, for sure. And, and, and I think that as a result of that, because they're always showing you, and, but the other thing as well is you are always showing them. So 
you know, you, you're not out to save anyone. I'm not here to indoctrinate anyone to believe any of what I've just said to you for the last X number of minutes. Everyone can turn it off and go, what was that crazy lady talking about? Happy days, you know what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, how you treat people also tells them everything they need to know. And that's why, you know, to me, you know, if I meet someone who has a very prickly personality, you know, very quickly, they'll just see, I won't engage. I'm just, I'm not, you can't win if I don't play. Mm. So I'm just not going to play. Yeah, makes sense. What advice would you give our listeners? Around toxic, the uh, the topic of toxicity. Um, I would give them the advice that the two things that are always in your control is the control of your narrative and the control of your energy. So the fact that that person in your life or, or, you know, this idea of toxicity is in your life is, is a narrative you're telling yourself. So ask yourself, well, what happens if they're not toxic? You know, what happens if I decide to change this narrative? What happens with that? But also, um, and there's a guy um, called Mark Manson who wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Yeah, when you Google that, you'll see what the end of that title is. You can swear on here as uncut. Oh, that's right, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's brilliant. It's such a good book, but, you know, he talks about... The thing I love about is, is the fact that he essentially creates this idea is that you know your energy is finite there's only so much you can give it to us about anything and so even in the context of people who are difficult and frustrate you know you only have so much energy no matter what happens at the end of this day at some point you're going to fall asleep so you need to spend that energy like it's finite you can't fight every battle you can't win every war so make so choose and, and the only reason that you engage with people that you find take so much of your energy in the first place is you are choosing to give them that much time, power, space, energy, whatever you want to call it. So make a decision. And if, and if that's your decision, you know, if you're married to that person or if you're, uh, you know, the child of that person, then own the decision. But know that you are choosing. Because the minute you realise, the minute you stop saying, I don't have a choice, I don't have a choice, and you start saying, I do have a choice and this is the choice I'm making, then it comes into deeper questions. Why are you making that choice if it's making you so unhappy? What does that say about your self-worth? What does that say about, you know, the story you're telling yourself and your control of your narrative? And once you start having those conversations, different answers come out, they really do. Like they, they they can't have power over you unless you give it to them. So don't. Wise words, Yinka. I absolutely live by these. I'm storing them in my brain. (laughs) So useful to all of our listeners. What would your wise self today tell your younger self? Um, I mean, the thing I would say is I don't actually think I'm that wise. I think I am... I think my telling my younger self, it's funny, my younger self thought I was way cleverer than, she thought she was way cleverer than she was. And she doesn't know anything of what I know right now. So I think the saying, stay hungry, stay foolish, really is powerful. Just being comfortable, knowing that you're always going to have to learn. You're going to learn and you're going to grow. But also the the idea of of agency and power, I think is really important. 
knowing that that no matter what comes along you have choices and control beyond that no one else can take away from you irrespective of the of the situation I think is a very powerful set of uh tools to live by but yeah um my younger self definitely thought she was smarter than she was uh oh to oh to be young again (laughs) (laughs) it's not a bad thing that is not a bad thing how do our listeners find out about you Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a number of different ways. Uh, I'm most on socials. I'm most active on LinkedIn. Uh, I post daily uh, and put up articles weekly there. Um, I've also um, got a website that's coming. It is on its way soon. And that will be callersuccess.com. Um, I also have a daily email, which is a free resource for women who are passionate about, you know, m- moving the needle Uh, making a difference in the world it's a daily email I say it as many times as I can daily 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 because it genuinely does come daily Um, it's almost six years old now Um, uh, it's an unbroken streak as well so uh, if you don't want daily emails I'm not offended at all but it is not the list for you Um, and yeah so you can jump on that list at um, hello at at callersuccess.com but yeah the outside of that uh the website and linkedin is the best place to find me amazing i have, I have all the other socials as well but i'm i'm there less frequently but i think i'm coming to ig next i'm i'm, I'm weighing my options <laughs> excellent we look forward to seeing you there thank you so much inca that has been so impressive because of all the knowledge that you shared with us today I'm sure the listeners will check you out at callersuccess.com and on LinkedIn. Um, So that's our episode done. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate your support. Email us if you'd like to feature or if you just have any ideas at all at hello at netwomen.co. That's C-O, not co.uk. You can let us know what you think. Leave a review, share and tweet us at netwomenco and find us on Instagram and Facebook just by searching netwomen. Also head to our website for our latest blogs and updates at www.netwomen.co. Thank you for listening. Bye.